Hey, hey everybody. Hello. Hello. Janet. Hi. I'm Janet. I'm Janet. You said my name, so I don't need to say anything. And I'm Toya. I'm Nakia. I'm Jacinta. <laughs> and today we are going to talk about what we're working on first. So Toya, what are you working on today? Um, so I'm working on getting things uh, ready for our conference. Our VA World Conference is coming up super soon. And so we're um, working on um, setting up the platform, the virtual platform for that. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's been so much fun this far. Yes, yes. Miss Janet, what are you working on? Um, I am working on some um, contract bookings for my one of my clients. In addition, I am working on my clubhouse. Not, I like clubhouse. I'm preparing for my happy hour chat. And in addition to that, um, just more client stuff and a possible collaboration with another VA. Yay. Fantastic. Yes, Janie was awesome on clubhouse this morning. Y'all should really listen to her. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And Ms. Jacinta, what are you working on today? So I am actually working on um, a new business venture that I will provide more details about um, later on, not too much today, um, but I'm actually going to be uh, launching a virtual call center um, this year. So more details to come, but I'm just working on getting that off the ground right now. Yes, I'm very excited. Very, very excited. Yes. And I have been working on working on reconciling a spreadsheet for my boss. Everybody knows I have a job in addition to running my business. And today I was reconciling a spreadsheet and I wasn't too happy about it. So I'm gonna stop talking about it now. <laughs> <laughs> Today, you guys, we are super, super excited because we have been talking about this conference for, it seems like forever, but it hasn't been forever. You know, I'm a planner, so it's been going for a long time. But one of our speakers, Ms. Jacinta Paris, is here with us today, hey. and I am going to read her bio. Okay. Before, so, you, before you do that, we got a shout out to Toya Williams. She's working on a, uh, doing a contract working on the contract position right now, so she can't be with us right now. But we're so glad you are with us in the chat, sis. So good to see you. That's our fellow Sotiful sister. Yes. So, so hey, okay. thanks for joining. Jacinta is an award-winning virtual assistant to busy female entrepreneurs. She specializes in administrative, social media, and lifestyle management. Jacinta also coaches other aspiring VAs on how to build a lasting business with higher purpose. She's enjoyed a, every exciting moment of growing her business. Her journey began right after college when she and her high school friends started a, a residential and commercial cleaning business. That summer, they spent many long days and nights dreaming of ways to make the business a success. In the space of no time, they began getting more business than the two could handle. They became overwhelmed with paperwork, follow-ups, appointments, staff hiring, and the list continued to grow. Life took a different turn for her partner and soon Jacinta found herself managing the business on her own. There were times when she just wanted to quit and walk away, but something kept telling her it would pay off, and it did. Even with the excitement of the growing business, Jacinta knew she would need help with the number of tasks she had to manage. It was during this time that Jacinta found her first virtual assistant. Jacinta's assistant took on the all-time-consuming tasks and allowed her to concentrate solely on her area of genius. She began to realize using the virtual assistant was helping her balance her own life and personal well-being. She discovered her true passion was to assist other women in protecting the greatest assets they own, themselves. Okay. <laughs> so we have Jacinta. Jacinta, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. How's everybody? We are very glad that you're here today. I'm it's glad to be here. It's always love. Always. It is. It is. Hello, Melissa. Learning. Hey, Melly. Hi. Melissa's here with us. Okay. So you you started off in college and you knew you wanted to be a business owner, but it got overwhelming and you just found a virtual assistant. 
Yes. That was the first time you had ever heard of it or had first you heard time. of it and didn't know I could help you? had no idea what a virtual assistant was at all. Um, and that's the great thing that I love about this business. It's like, there are so many business or this industry, rather, there are so many business owners out there that still don't know what a virtual assistant is until they find out what a virtual assistant is. Then they realize, oh my gosh, I need you. <laughs> you know, and boom, great. there's a client, right? It's happened so many times. So yeah. I was like many others, had no idea what a virtual assistant was. Um, and it was actually a guy that had reached out to me that was a virtual assistant. And, you know, once he kind of started explaining to me, you know, what he did for other entrepreneurs, what he could do for my business, I was like, oh my goodness, I need you in my life. Where have you been? And yeah, the rest is kind of history. That's great. That's great. Just talking about that point earlier today yes. in Clubhouse. Yes. yes. Entrepreneurs and businesses are not aware of who we are and the services that we can provide and will provide. Exactly. Patient, a lack of um not knowledge of what is really available to Absolutely. Them. Absolutely. We we are extremely valuable. I mean, what we do for business owners is is really priceless. You know, we add so much value, such a big asset. So I have a question. Could you explain what we do as mm -hmm. a VA coach now and a VA agency, right? Do you yes. still do client work? I do actually. I do. Um, I've always said I'm not above client work, you know. Um, and so um with mentoring, um, I love to help. I mean, I love to help people in any um season. I would say of their virtual assistant journey, but I really, really, really have a strong passion for the newbies because I remember starting out, I remember how it felt going from, again, not knowing what a virtual assistant was to wanting to be a virtual assistant and trying to figure out how in the world do I get clients? How do I package my services? How do I price my services? Like there are so many questions. And I always tell people, I went to Google University. <laughs> I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have, I didn't have the money at the time to really invest in a course or do any of that kind of stuff. I literally had to figure it out. And I remember being in my living room and just on Google, like trying to piece stuff together. And I always tell people, I don't recommend doing it the way I did it, but I did it and I figured it out. And, you know, it's been a wonderful journey ever since, but I think it's so important, um, especially individuals. Cause I find that so many people, um, that start their, their VA or their start their journey in the online business world, they start as VAs. And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes coming into the online business world, there's so much to learn and there's so much to know. And I think it's just so important to have a mentor, have somebody that you can talk to. And even if you can't afford a mentor, mm -hmm. um, network with other virtual assistants. You know, a lot of people feel like, you know, people that are already virtual assistants, um, they see them as competition, but you'll be surprised as how many people are really willing to help and answer questions. So, you know, don't go into it thinking that nobody's going to be willing to help you and answer your questions because there are tons of people out there that are. So, um, but going back to your question about, you know, my agency and if I do client work, yes, I still, um, you know, do client work um, and I love it. I, I love it. That's great. That's great. You know, it's so funny because every, again, that's another point we talked about on Clubhouse today about having some type of community because there are, um, there was new people who had new to the VA business and had questions, but they were hesitant to ask or hesitant. And so people, sometimes, and I was telling them my story as when I first joined or when I first decided um, to become a VA, once you start looking at the internet and all of the information, it can get overwhelming. And I joined a group on Facebook and that group was overwhelming to me. It's not until I came into the virtual assistant sisters learning that that group was at an easy pace that I could learn. And that's how I got my first internship. And through my first internship, I came to co-working every day like I was going to work. Yeah. And now here at this six, eight months, nine months later, and now I've joined the team and I'm part. And so it is yes. from there, but 
I think when people first come into this industry, the information you get overwhelmed and you get nervous. You, do. you, you do. don't know. And then you afraid because you asked one person and this was their journey and you figure, okay, well, I got exactly. a cookie coder journey. Exactly. Exactly. Depending upon your niche, depending upon your yep. service. Yep. It, it's a it's a gumbo pot. Yes. To do your research to find out. And, you know, yes, you, you do need a mentor, but if you can't afford a mentor, you know, you have a team or as Nakia call it, your tribe that yes. supports and encourages you yes. until you can get to that spot. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I actually had a scenario with a mentee and I hope she doesn't mind me sharing this. I'm not going to um, mention her name, but her and I were on um, a coaching call the other week and she actually um, lives out of the country and where she lives, there's a major time difference. And so, you know, her and I were, you know, having a conversation and I've really been trying to work with her about her confidence um, because I'm like, you know, you have to have the confidence, like, you know, no client is going to hire you if your confidence is not there, you know? No. Um, and so, um, you know, I kind of started talking to her to really unpack, like, what was the underlying reason why she wasn't confident in what she had to offer and pitching her services to um, United States clients specifically? And she mentioned to me, she said, um, you know, my hesitation and my fear um, surrounds the time difference. Like the fact that, you know, um, where I live, there's such a major time difference and I just don't feel like, you know, clients in the U.S. will hire me for that reason. And, you know, when she said that, I was like, wow, like, I know um, plenty of uh, virtual assistants in the Philippines that you can connect with because she's actually not in the Philippines. She's in another country. Um, and I said, you know, there's so many VAs in the Philippines that have clients that are in the United States. And I have a few VA friends in the Philippines. Let me connect the two of you. And she was just so happy. And once she's she's been um, connecting and, and speaking with this VA um, and, and they've just been able to connect and she's been able to learn so much. Um, but I just brought that, exam that example up to say that like, you know, had I not introduced that, you know, she would have still been like fearful of, of pitching her services, but I'm like, girl, this was such a, a simple solution, you know, and oh, I was just I was so, so happy to get the, the two of them connected and, um, you know, her confidence has just soared since then. So, you know, you really have to, um, and this is something I've learned too, and just life in general, like, you know, sometimes you think your problems are so big, but sometimes, you know, the solution is just, you just have to open your mouth and just ask the question and you'll be surprised at how easily you'll get the answer. Right. And, um, just connect with people and, you know, you, you can get, you can get to your goal a lot sooner, but you, people, if people don't know, you know, nobody's going to be able to help you. And then up with that crab in the barrel concept from corporate America, you know, exactly. oh, well, if I ask then she might think I'm trying to, yes. but it's not that. I, mean, it's not that. I have found that this community is engaging. They offer, oh my goodness. Yes. they want you to learn because yes. To share now, yes. I'm not sure if there are other groups out there that are not as sharing, but in the groups that I've been involved in, and maybe because my mouth is so big anyway, but, <laughs> you know, I'm not afraid to ask questions, but they are great at giving information. Absolutely, and if you find somewhere that you're not comfortable, then find somewhere else, you know, yeah. exactly. So, yeah, fit in it. And I, uh -huh. and I think, too, the another thing going back to the beauty of this industry is there's such an abundance of clients. I mean, there are so many clients out there. There's more than enough to go around a few times, right? So it's like there's no room. And then, you know, there's so much uniqueness and so much creativity in the virtual assistant world. There are so many people. Like, I meet people every day, and I'll talk to them. And once we start talking about their niche, I'll be like, wow, that's, like, so amazing. Like, you know, I meet... Um, virtual assistants that work with wedding planners, virtual assistants that work in the entertainment industry, virtual assistants that, you know, are just super niche down. And it's like, again, they're just, there's just so much creativity and there's so much that everybody has to offer another, you know? And um, I, I just think that that's the amazing thing. And I think that's why so many people are just so willing to be forthcoming with information because I don't think anybody really sees it, sees it, sees it as competition. If right. that makes right. sense. 
Yeah. Yeah, Toya is a big component of collaboration. Toya yeah. is any which way that she can find fit to make the, to share the wealth. Yes. They, collaboration yeah. over competition. Yes. Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay, cool. Okay. So um Jacinta, um, one of the things you're talking about the, the VA industry, I think what we were actually on the call earlier today with the sister, and and uh the conversation was I like the VA industry, but I want to do these other things, you know, I want to do these other things. And in the conversation, we were helping to understand that these are all you know virtual assistant uh services. It, so um, for me, the definition is is really it's a it's an industry, but it encompasses so many different uh, different services, so many different things that you could do. Like you you know mentioned someone niching down. Everybody that is a VA guys is not an administrative assistant. Right, you know, right. everybody doesn't just do email management. You know, myself, I do more like live stream production, like you know what we're doing here, and and I consider myself a, a virtual. I'm a I'm, I'm a virtual service provider, and that's yeah. part of someone yeah. in the virtual assistant industry. Yeah. So I, so I appreciate yeah. you, you know, just like for you, is there, a, do you have a, a particular niche or something that you focus on? Um, I don't have um, a particular um, set of services that mm -hmm. I offer specifically, um, but my niche is female entrepreneurs, online business owners specifically. That's just, I, for some reason, I just gravitate towards that. I think that has a lot to do with just my beginnings. Again, being, um, you know, a first time entrepreneur, cleaning business owner um, and just remembering how it felt to not really have the support that I needed. And so once I decided to get in this in industry, I'm like, and, and especially when I encountered the virtual assistant for the first time, I was like, wow, this is really a service that is needed, you know? Um, and so that has been, um, that has been my, my niche for the most part. I want to just say real quick, uh, for those who are listening, thank you so much for joining. I know we saw, uh, who do we see? We saw China in the mix. We saw uh, Melly. I know we shot her. So Latoya, what's she saying? Virtual assistant can be so many things. Absolutely. Yes. So thank you guys for joining. And I want you to know that uh, this chick right here, Jacinta, is the VA mentor extraordinaire. She is so helpful. She's good. Yes. Mm -hmm. If you have any questions about being a virtual assistant, ask them, ask them yes. here because she's yes, here and please. available. Yes. Please. And there's well, something also too that, oh, go ahead, Janet. Uh, so Jacinta, if you tell us a little bit about your mentor, how long does it last? What does it encompass? In case yes. Yes. yes, definitely. So, ooh, I think there's a little bit of static going on in the background. Um, so what I typically do is, first of all, um, I have a screening process that um, I require um, anybody to go through that wants to work with me because I truly feel like, um, you know, it's just really important to ask questions and really filter through um, the individuals that are meant for this industry and the individuals that are not. And I think one thing about, especially with everything going on with COVID and this pandemic, um, that a lot of people feel like, because they're confined to their home, they can just hop online and get a job online. And being a virtual assistant is just not that easy, you know? And there are certain skills that you have to have, certain qualities that you have to have to be a successful VA. And I'm just not up for setting anybody up for failure. So the first step is always screening. I like, you know, to, um, um, I always send like a, a link to my application. Um, and then once that process happens, um, then I have, you know, a few different packages that I offer. Um, and so typically I offer like um, four, six or eight um, sessions um, in, in my packages. And I like to really meet people where they are. Like I said before, I really have a, a heart for uh, newbies, but I get people that, you know, have already created their logo. They already have a vision for their brand. Um, you know, they already have all the branding and stuff set up in their packages, but they're like struggling to find clients or they may have like one client here or there, but not really have any clients, you know, consistently. Um, I've also started getting people um, that have come to me that, you know, have a few clients and now they're interested in kind of scaling um, and, and starting an agency and, and um, employing under, 
other VAs under them. Um, so again, I kind of get people in different in different stages. So it all kind of depends on what where people are. But I like to really meet people um, where they are. But I'm a very hands-on mentor. You know, um, I really, really, really um, just enjoy pe seeing people succeed. I know for me, I've seen what this industry has done for my life, and it's changed my life in so many ways for the better. And I've learned so many things. And so just knowing what it could do for me, I know what it could do for other people. And so that's where the passion comes from. Um, and then also because I started getting so many requests and I'm like, I'm just one person, I decided to, um, uh, to create an ebook, um, as well as a backend business bundle. And basically, um, with the ebook, it, teaches people how to start their virtual assistant businesses from scratch um, all the way to, you know, getting clients. Um, so there's a lot of information in there um, about how to, you know, price your services, um, how to choose your niche, um, how to find clients, like all of that jazz. And then my back-end business bundle that I created is pretty much um, um, a bundle that anybody would need when they're starting their virtual assistant business. It comes with like a contract. It comes with, um, you know, templates that you can use, emails, a welcome packet, so much. So there's a lot of goodies in there. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a little bit about my mentorship services. That's so good. That's so I know for me, once again, I'm only speaking for me when I went out there to find research, I kept finding just this one, one company. And even though I have nothing against that company, it's good to know that there are other, now there become sources for people to select because, you know, maybe not done further research and went mm -hmm. with that one company, I might've been boxed in, but it's so good to know that there's other places that you can find research. I mean, I want people to understand there's nothing wrong with going on Instagram and Facebook and finding other virtual assistants. LinkedIn, LinkedIn has quite a few virtual assistant groups. There's even some on Twitter. So you just have to find where you feel comfortable at and make your connection. I learned Absolutely. today some virtual assistant things. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, um, you know, again, this this industry, there are so many different things you could do. And I actually wanted to address a comment that I just saw before you asked me that question. Um, somebody said a virtual assistant is so many things. And I agree. Um, but I also want to say that there are so many things that we are not either. And that is one thing that when I talk to people um, and I work with mentees and things, especially newbies, that really don't know any better. Um, you know, a lot of times they come into contact with different clients and different people that ask them to do things that virtual assistants really should not be doing, you know? Um, so I think it's so important, especially when you're entering this industry to really educate yourself on what a virtual assistant is um, and what a virtual assistant is not. <laughs> because um, it will really put you in a bad situation if you don't know any better. Um, and you'll end up, you know, providing services that, you know, First of all, either you shouldn't be doing that somebody else should be doing with a specific skill set, or number two, you should be getting paid a lot more for. So I think that was just so important to know and bring up. So what's an example, sis, of something a, a VA should not be doing? Copywriting. <laughs> That's number one, copywriting. And it's funny because I had that situation recently. Um, with somebody. And that's why that was the first thing that came to my mind. But yeah, something like copywriting, um, you know, that's something that a copywriter should be doing. Somebody that is skilled in um, creating copy that sells. That's not something that just, you know, a virtual assistant that you're paying 20 or $25 an hour should be doing. Um, and so so I, that's would that. that. mm -hmm. I, I would agree with that. Um, copywriting as a VA, uh, that is a skill that you can um, have but it is something that you have uh, really honed in and learned. You've decided you want to have that specific skill set. Absolutely. To be able to, to write compelling copy, you know, takes education. It, it just Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yep. So, VA, you, you can do it, but uh, then, then you're a copywriter. Yeah. You're part, you're part of the VA industry, but you are a copywriter. And yes. you have to say that so you get paid accordingly. 
Exactly. And, you know, some people just don't know, especially, you know, I remember, again, just starting out and, again, just kind of learning the ropes and not being guided because I didn't have a mentor and I didn't have, you know, anybody really telling me any different. But it's like when you are in the beginning and all you want is just a client and somebody approaches you that that is willing to pay you. Right. Especially more than what you may have ever made. Um, you know, you sometimes are willing to do things that, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing. Um, and you're just willing to to provide different services and really just essentially please that client because you want to impress them. You want, you know, the business, but, you know, it's just not a good situation to be in. And I always tell people it's better to hold out and, and wait for that client that, you um, you know, you that that you can provide services for that are you know within um, the realm of what you offer, um, and not just going out there and finding clients and signing clients that need you to do all these things, but doesn't really want to pay you for those things. So, so as a mentor, how do you advise people? Say, if someone just it, it did copyright, I mean, how would you advise them to? Um, move on or better strategize to put themselves i mean maybe they have some type of copyright system yeah. or they like yeah. writing would you yeah. suggest maybe you should do content writing or something you find other ways to suggest yeah absolutely first things first i usually address like their packaging right because a lot of people once again um you know especially in this industry a lot of vas they offer like a bucket of hours where you know they offer their clients a certain amount of hours per month so as soon as somebody comes to me and says you know copywriting is something that i've been doing for a client and they have their packaging structured in a certain way the first thing i'll say is hey you know we need to get your packaging together this is a standalone service uh, additional maybe add-on package that you can offer to clients um, in addition to maybe admin or in, or in addition to whatever else that you're offering, but it's definitely not something that should be just offered, um, you know, within a, a bucket of hours. Um, that's the first thing. Number two, you need to make sure that that, that package is, pri is priced accordingly. Because again, copywriting, especially when you are good at what you do, you know, and you are a, a very skilled copywriter, like you can command top dollar. That's not you know, there are people out here that that really pay top dollar um, for figures, you know, for just a sequence of emails or just, you know, website copy or whatever. So definitely making sure that your pricing um, is is that we, we address that part. And then the next step is just having the conversation with a client, because unfortunately, if you've already gotten yourself in a situation where you're offering that service um, to clients um, and, and you're not offering it offering it in a way that is beneficial to you, um, then you have to have a conversation with your client and say, hey, you know, unfortunately, this is a service that I have been offering, you know, this way, but here's how we need to restructure this. And here's what I can offer you, you know, and it's not always an easy conversation to have uh, because I actually had that conversation with the client a few months ago and actually lost the client um, due to increasing the pricing. But you have to know your worth and understand your worth. And you have to also know that you are, again, such an asset and such a value to people's business and the right clients will pay you. You don't have to stick around for somebody that doesn't want to. Right there, right there. So having conversations with new VAs who have kind of stepped in the waters, um, you know, they're looking for new clients. They may have one. The overwhelming um, uh, commentary that I hear or feedback I get is, Nobody wants to pay for the stores, my services. Like no one has any money, and I'm like, they do, you know. So can you speak to that? Speak to that a little bit, because absolutely, that's I love talking. To, I love, I love that topic. Yeah. So I think that goes back to first of all, it's all about your mindset and really shifting your mindset. And I think people that think that way, um, nothing against them, because I was there, and I think we all struggle with that. Um, it's like scarcity. Like you're, you're really in, a, you're operating out of a place of scarcity and not abundance, because there are clients out there. There are clients that are not only waiting for the things that you have to offer, but they have the money to pay you and something um that i talk about in, in my ebook um that is just so important is um for me and i did this very early in the game because i remember just starting out and i just again i've always had a passion for female entrepreneurs and supporting them but i remember in the beginning um i was just so like i had such a heart for wanting to help 
those female entrepreneurs that were just kind of starting out, maybe didn't really have a big budget for virtual assistant services, but knew that they needed one. And, um, you know, I started working with, with some of them in the very beginning. And, you know, very soon I figured out like, these are not really the clients that I want to be working with because unfortunately a lot of times they don't really have the budget to, to pay. And even if they do, they're scrambling to pay the invoice or they can't pay you consistently. So one thing that I did, which was like an aha moment for me is I created a client selection criteria is kind of like what I like to call it. And I like to kind of compare it to like, you know, when you're dating, right? Everybody has a set of standards. Everybody, you know, you're not just going to uh, create like a, a online dating profile um, and not have a certain criteria of men or women that you're looking for. You have a set of standards that you're looking for in who you are wanting to date. So it's the same with, you know, your clients. Like, I think it's so important to like write down, especially like when you are in the space of like marketing or when you get to that point where you're, you know, um, looking for clients or even if you're already a VA that has um, found themselves in this situation, like restructure what you are looking for in a client. And one thing for me is I don't work with any um, business owners that haven't been in business at least three years and don't make a certain amount, um, which is $100,000, I'll be honest, because I've just found that individuals in that bracket, not only can they pay, they can pay consistently, and their business is usually at a point that it's established and I'll have work for years to come or months to come or whatever, versus um, targeting individuals or working with individuals or signing on individuals that again, have only been in business for six months, have only been in business for a year, you know, are, are still scrambling to find clients themselves, you know? Um, and so I think it's so important to also just meet people where they are. Um, it's not to say that I still don't work with individuals in that space because I do, I still do audits for people um, and, and things like that. There are so many things that I still offer them, but as far as like, you know, my dedicated time and like um, actually signing contracts, like, there's a criteria that I have in place. Um, and again, I may not vocalize that to the client, of course, um, but I know that in my head. So. I know we, um, we have attended some coaching sessions with a young lady by the name of Haley, uh, who was a BA and is now a coach. And she has some of the similar sentiments that you have um, in regards to making sure that you, find you a qualified client who can pay your designated rates and services. And um, I totally agree with that. Uh, but I have such a, but, well, I, I just have a little caveat to it because sometimes for me, I just feel like depending upon where that client is going that, because in entertainment, I refer to me, in entertainment, Let's be real. They may wear red bottoms, but they may be cheap. That's <laughs> true. That's true. Tell. So yeah. it's, it's not necessarily that they don't have the money. It's That's just true. that they don't know the worth of the money. Absolutely. So sometimes find a little give and take. And even Haley sure. had to bring me out of the mindset for how I was raised about how I thought about money. But absolutely you need to value you need to evaluate what your niche is absolutely is to better yes. understand what this because you could yes. have um an up-and-coming singer or what yes at this particular time they might but however they may be getting booked and they may need the help so you might have to each other might meet them where they are however right. but then you have a gladys night then you yep. know Gladys night is already a step so absolutely wait your industry to know where absolutely. and and like i said before i think it's so important to um and i talked to my mentees about this too it's important to have multiple streams of income within your va business again if you know that you you know work within an industry where you know you you have um, like you mentioned, that was a great example. Like, you know, you have, you know, beginners or people that are starting out that they may have a certain budget and then you have, you know, the Gladys Knights. So it's okay to still offer services to both of those individuals. You know, you can offer, make, you know, you can focus on pitching your, your VA services um, because that is what's really going to be taking the most of your time to those Gladys Knights 
type clients, right? But then the clients that are just kind of starting off or, um, you know, maybe need support in some capacity, but really can't necessarily afford, um, you know, your packages. You know, I have tons of digital products that can still help clients do things. Um, and it really doesn't take a lot of my time, right? Or, you know, I offer again, like audits. I had um, an individual that had reached out to me um, a few months ago that, you know, they needed some social media management services and that is something that I offer, but they didn't really have the budget for social media management. So, you know, what I offered her was an audit, a, a audit of her um, social media pages of all platforms. And I was still able to assist her and give her great information about what she could do um, to make her, uh, her, her pages better and, um, and things like that. But again, because the budget wasn't there, I wasn't able to offer her the VA services, but I was still able to help her in some capacity. So I think in situations like that, you know, you just be creative, you know, figure out what you can still offer to still help because you don't want to turn those individuals away and then make sure that you are, you know, even after what it, whatever it is that you've offered them, still make sure you keep in touch with them because it's not to say that six months from now, they're not going to be able to, to afford, you know, your services. Yeah, about that today, and um, even though you closed the door you for need now, clubhouse, we need to. <laughs> it seems like you know we are on the same page about a lot. So yes, I told them today in the group, um, because of a situation that I went through. Even though you know that client may not be fit for you at this particular time, still say hello. Still, you know. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. Hi. I'm kind I'm of sorry. a crazy person, yes. so just the way I say hello to people. Yes. And so yeah. a young lady who at one time was not there, but needs some help with something now, she's yes. now saying, yes, oh, I'm so glad you emailed me back. Let, I want to talk to you about X, Y, and Z that. Exactly. So because I stayed up with her and I just, I didn't, I, I, I closed the door, I didn't slam the door in her face. Yes. Never, so never slam the door. Exactly. Never slam the door. And that kind of brings me to um, how I found my first client was kind of like a scenario like that. And I talk about this in the book as well. The way I found my first client was um, I was in a, a, a group, like an entrepreneur group. Um, and I had, you know, posted a graphic pretty much introducing myself to everyone. Um, that's how I like to, you know, market without without marketing um and it was like a graphic with just my name and my picture and like some of the things that i loved and then i was like at the bottom and i'm a virtual assistant to, to busy female entrepreneurs and i remember um someone reached out to me and you know her and i started talking and we hopped on the phone had a discovery call and it went great i loved her energy she loved mine but she mentioned to me like you know it's i unfortunately don't have the budget um for your services right now and i remember being so disappointed because that was like my first discovery call ever and i thought the call went well so when she had mentioned that she just didn't have the budget i was like you know i got really sad and, sad and discouraged but it really worked out in my favor because um, she didn't want to start services at that moment, but she mentioned that, you know, she would be ready to start in three months. And, you know, in my mind at the time, I was like, oh, okay, you know, it could go either way, right? People may say that, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to move forward. But anyway, to make a long story short, she actually added me on Facebook and she was in so many groups and she still is to this day. I love her to death um, because she still tags me and things to this day, but she started tagging me in every post that she would see about somebody needing a virtual assistant. And so within a few days of the within days of having that discovery call with her, um, I actually found my first client through her. And then three months later she kept her promise and I signed her. So it, you know, that is just a testament to again, never slamming doors in people's face because even though she wasn't ready to go at that moment, had I not still uh, been willing to cultivate a relationship with her and still check in with her and, and still, you know, have conversations with her, it might not have worked out in my favor like that. So it is so important, you know, just because you meet somebody at a certain place right now, it doesn't mean that three to six months from now, they're not going to be somebody that you can work with. That is very true. That is very true. You have to be, you have to give your all in your energy and your enthusiasm, whether it's the discovery call and they're about to sign exactly. or it's the discovery call and they're not about exactly. to sign. Exactly, exactly. 
never know where that one call may be a referral, you never... to, a referral to a referral. Exactly. And exactly. And, and that's the beauty of the virtual assistant industry as well. I know I always say that, but there's so many beautiful things about this industry. But it, yeah, it really is like, you know, once you get to a certain place in your virtual assistant um, career, um, honestly, um, marketing is going to be so effortless. Like, literally, it's, it's going to become a thing where, you know, your client is going to refer another client and then that client is going to refer somebody else. And it'll get to the point where, I mean, you obviously always want to have some type of marketing strategy that's so important, but, you know, it'll get to the point where you'll be booked and blessed by not having to do anything, by really just word of mouth. Um, and so that is the really good thing about this industry. And like somebody just said in the chat, like leaving a lasting impression, um, and doing a good job and being nice. I'm really big on being nice and being approachable. Yeah. And just Me, never thinking me. that, yeah, never thinking that you are just too, this morning. I am yeah, never thinking myself. that you're beyond, you know, above questions or, you know, above just being kind to people. I mean, I've, you know, gotten so many opportunities by just being nice and just by smiling, you know? So I think that's so important. Yo, I think that's a good, um, a course for somebody here, booked and blessed. I like booked that. Booked and blessed. Booked that's and awesome. blessed, yes. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, yeah. Go ahead and put that in base camp. Let us start working on that. Nikia <laughs> will have everything all written up for us by the end of the week, trust me. <laughs> That is true. Thank you. <laughs> that's Mignon, guys. That's one of our awesome clients. Mignon. Um, the of, yeah, the name of her business is Nakia. Grants Unisex Salon. Yes, and the name of her uh, online store is Dainty Fashion. Dainty Fashion. Yes. Nice. So, I love that name. Yes, awesome. She has awesome uh, clothes for, for church wear, for business wear. It's really nice, really nice clothes. So thanks for coming through, Mignon. And yeah, check out daintyfashions.com. I'll make sure I share that. Yes. She got full figures. Girl, she got a girl from like size, from really, really small to my size. And we know my size. <laughs> Pretty big. So. <laughs> I know you're not laughing, Nakia. You, you see these arms? You see these? You see these arms? Y'all are so funny. <laughs> okay, so I want to go back really quickly just to reiterate what you said, uh, Jacinta, about um, providing pretty much providing services for people where they are is the way I looked at that. Mm -hmm. And I and I too, I remember. I think Nakia and I, the first person that we worked together with. Then we get paid like two hundred dollars a month or something like that, two fifty, right? Yes. And the thing about that, had we had some digital products at that time, to that would have better serviced them, Absolutely. you know, being, for them to be able to look at and see, okay, okay, cool, and they yeah. can do it them, themselves. Because what I've learned, if you're a budding entrepreneur and you don't really have, um, you don't really have a lot of money, you really need to be doing stuff for yourself. You need to be doing, doing that is so you true. Just, you really need to be doing that it for yourself. So, so very true. Um, and, it, and it's hard to push yeah. back past that point, yeah. you know, and it can get overwhelming, but you know, if, if you don't have the, the funds and the budget to pay, then that's what needs to happen. I agree. Right. And, and go myself, things that I cannot afford to pay somebody to do, I have to do it myself until I'm in that place. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. it is and it's better uh, because to me doing something for you for, at, at $200 a month as it relates to social media, whatever, it's not really helping you. It's not really helping. You. It's not. And it's not helping. Exactly. It's just not worth the energy. Exactly. Right. exactly. When, the, when the correct budget is in place, wow, it's a beautiful thing. You're getting it exactly is. what you want yep. at the, you know, 200% yep. level. And I'm able to feed my family. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we're all winning, yeah. right? Yeah. And, you know, yes. that goes back to two, going back to what I mentioned about the client, you know, selection criteria. One of the things that's important to me is, um, and this is a mistake, once again, you you learn, you know, you, you live and learn, but it's a mistake that I made in the beginning. And once again, nothing against this demographic of people, but I like to work with, on, with um, business owners that have had a VA in the past, because a lot of times you work with individuals that have been doing, they may have a very successful business, um, but they, you know, for example, I had um, a situation not too long ago um, with a client that her and her um, significant other had been in business for years. She had never had a VA before. Um, and then once we started kind of talking about pricing and increasing the pricing, she just could not grasp or understand why she should be paying more 
for the for the work that I was doing because she was looking at it like, okay, I've been doing this for 10 plus years. You know, my significant other has been doing this for 10 plus years. We've had family members help us out, you know, and, and I just don't understand why it, it should cost as much as what you're saying it should cost. And again, it's because she had no real experience of working with a virtual assistant before, you know, social media management team or any of that. So, you know, to me, it's just a lot harder to um, explain that to individuals that have never had a VA before versus somebody that has had a, a few VAs. And even with those people, you still want to ask questions because then I want to know, well, what happened with the last VA? You know, what happened with the VA before that? Why have you gone through so many? Um, mm. So again, it's just kind of like a dating game in a sense. Like, you know, the same questions that you would ask somebody that, you know, you are potentially dating is kind of the same questions you want to ask these clients because when you're on these discovery calls and that goes back, back to the confidence level, just as well as they're interviewing you for, for their business to see if it's a good fit, you want to make sure that they are a good fit for your business. And again, it's all money is not good money. So you just have to make sure that it, that it, that it makes sense. Yes, a absolutely. absolutely. Yes, totally, yes. Agreeable. totally agreeable. Yeah. I, I think, and I feel like we need to speak to that a little bit. Um, yeah. Um, so one thing that I think we've realized in some of the discovery calls, some business owners um, have a more of a, a look at you like an like an they have an employee mindset, so they don't understand. Yeah. And so it's, it's like it's like a nickel and dime. Like, OK, so, you know, you know, yes, nine dollars an hour. Yep. And you'll and it's I, I I wish they would understand. But and, and it's hard. You can't I, I understand what you're saying, just because you can't really um, change a person's mindset. You know, so okay. I think you, you can water a little, okay. you can throw a seed. So that's what I try to do in my discovery calls, just throw them a seed, how we're, how, how it's different. We're, mm -hmm. we're a partner. Business owners, we partner with you for your, your success. Uh, mm -hmm. We're not employees. We're, we're partner. We want you to win. We want everybody to win. We're not there just to get a paycheck. I'm not just sitting at the desk and waiting for the time to go out. I'm here to make sure that you're successful. That's the part that I play. I'm your partner. Exactly. That's what we are. Exactly. So, and, so, and, and I think, yeah. too, you know, it is our job to a degree to kind of explain that, mm -hmm. um, you know, in a sense. And like I said, it just all goes back to the level of experience that the client has with working with contractors and working with freelancers and things like that. Because like you said before, you know, a lot of people do are, are looking at it like, you know, the, I'm hiring you and, you know, you're going to be working for my company. And it's like, no, I still have boundaries. I still am a business owner. And that was honestly another thing. Um, my, my last client that I just part ways with that was a fabulous person, had worked with her for a very long time, you know, was making pretty good money, but should have been making more. Um, and I think that was, you know, one of the things with her is she didn't, she didn't grasp that. She, you know, was looking at it like, you know, I hired you to work for my business. And I'm like, but I have my own business too. And I still have boundaries, you know? So it, it's a hard thing and it's a fine line. Um, but I think too, really um, communication is so important. Like me, I'm a communications major. So for me, communication is, is very big. Um, and it's all about um, not only setting the tone in the beginning, because going back to the example of dating, it's like, you know, when, when you start dating somebody, you want to lay the law. And if you don't lay the law in the beginning and you start allowing all these things, you know, and, and then you try to double back and, and set boundaries, it, people are not going to be as receptive. So you want to make sure that you're setting the boundaries in the beginning, laying the law um, of what, you know, you can do what you can't do. Um, and then even along the way, still having conversations, still communicating with your clients, still touching base with them about any changes that go on in your business or about the scope of your services or just anything, you know, on a weekly basis or bi-weekly or monthly. That's so important. Yep. Oh, you said a couple things there, sis, that, that <laughs> folks, you know, that, um, you know, Nakia doesn't play about a contract in the beginning of a business relationship. And, I, you know. Uh, make sure that scope of work is defined, guys, so yeah. that people so there won't be any scope creep. I don't care if you're a VA, whatever you do, make sure that there it is very clearly defined and continue to communicate. Um, uh, in my coaching session that I had, my coach, I had to share that I had um, uh, I had a failure in my business here recently, and it was because of I take responsibility for my lack of communication with a particular client. And once we started communicating this week, we're, we're back on, on, on the same path. We're back. We're balanced. It's great again. And communication just is just so key. It is extremely it is. important. It is. No matter what's going on, communicate. It you know? is. And, and that's one thing. 
For sure. And that's one thing, too, um, you know, with my last client, I just parted ways with that. There was a lot of area of opportunity on my end for lack of communication, even though I'm so big on communication. But sometimes you get overwhelmed. Sometimes, you know, you you get carried away with things and, you know, you just kind of lose yourself in, in the work. Um, and so it wasn't until I took a step back and I was like, wow, like I've been allowing all these things that shouldn't have been going on, but it's my fault. And now, you know, this individual is used to me going about things, you know, in a certain way, and this is not really the way it should be going. So then to have the conversation of now trying to set boundaries, again, people are not as receptive. And, you know, unfortunately with that client, you know, it ended in her putting her 30 day notice in, which was a blessing because again, you know, I, it just wasn't working out on both ends. Um, but, you know, I, there was still, once again, I bring that up to say there were so many things that I could have done differently um, to just put certain boundaries in place um, so that it wouldn't have gotten to the place that it got. Um, so that's so important. I remember Jacinta, when you shared about that client in the group, yes. I'm, a, I'm a part of Jacinta's group. I hope we have, do we have a link to yes. your group? Yes, um, I will add the link. Yeah, you can even yeah. put it in the comments what we want to make okay, sure. Okay, I'll that, do that. Yes, because Jacinta's an awesome mentor. VA circle. Yeah, and also, yes, please do guys. And um, I appreciate that you're you're open, you're, you're candid, you're real. And you talk about your own, you know, because you have some clients too. And one of the things that you mentioned with that particular client was, I don't know, like you said, that she wasn't uh, paying your current rates. She wasn't interested in increasing all that. And and um, going back to mindset, it was probably time. Her season was over. Y'all season Absolutely. together was over. Yep. And that only, that only makes room for the, the right client that's supposed to be there. And if she was there, exactly. you wouldn't have any room, you know? Exactly, so. exactly. And it's, you know, it's nothing against people. Yeah. It's nothing against anybody. And that's something too that I've just learned yeah. in this industry and just doing business. Like, you know, like the internet always says, let's normalize, right? They always start off with let's normalize. Let's normalize <laughs> ending relationships on good terms. You don't have to hate people just because they put their 30-day notice in or just because you have to fire them or just because it didn't work out, you can wish them well. You know, you could possibly even still have a, a relationship with them to some degree, but sometimes things, business relationships need to end and, you know, you have to really assess your goals and if your goals are not in align with where this client is in their business or, you know, what they may be paying you or the services that you may be offering, then it's time to have a conversation. And sometimes those conversations are not easy. Sometimes they're scary. Um, honestly, the conversation that I had to have with that client about increasing her rate, that was the scariest part of, that was the scariest point of my entire virtual assistant career. I mean, I was terrified before I hopped on that call with her to talk about that because I knew there was so much writing on it and I knew that I could potentially lose her, but I had to literally stare fear in the face and say, this is what needs to be done. And, you know, sometimes you may, it may turn out in your favor. Sometimes it may not, but mm -hmm. the biggest thing is don't be scared. Do what needs to be done because at the end of the day, um, like you mentioned before, we're not employees. We don't have, you know, a manager that's over us, a supervisor, all these individuals. We are the business. So we have to make the hard decisions. Yeah, yeah, we, we absolutely. I know we don't have much time um, left here, but you are yeah. one of the illustrious speakers in the VA World Conference. So yeah. can you just take a minute or two and tell us about what you're going to talk about, sis? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so um, I'm going to talk about the three mindset shifts that are needed to take your VA business to the next level. Um, what I've learned again, and I really pondered and prayed, I'm a really spiritual person, really pondered on what I wanted to talk about. Um, and I just felt like that was such an important topic because again, I meet people um, that are in this industry, whether they're a newbie or whether they, you know, have been doing this for a while and just haven't been consistent with clients. It's like, I've, I've noticed that people stay stuck for a very long time. Like they, they really start to overthink things a lot of times um, instead of really taking action. Um, and they just are just stuck because maybe they don't know where the, where to find the answers to certain questions or just for very various reasons, people stay stuck. And so I just really wanted to really speak to people about the mindset shifts that are needed to take yourself from that, that place of being unstuck for whatever reason to really reaching your dreams, um, as a virtual assistant, cause it can happen. I am literally living my dream. So that's what I'm going to be speaking about. 
So y'all, one of the things that um, that was so upset about Jacinta is as it, as it relates to leave, leaving your dreams, this industry will allow you to work from anywhere. Um, homie has traveled. She has traveled. I cannot wait to travel with her. I know we're going to partner and having some type of conference. You know, Definitely. That's not Definitely. in the States. Yes. Right? Oh, no. We don't do anything in the States. <laughs> this will be international. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I um, just something I wanted to highlight. And I always like to share this experience because it was such a blessing. And it just will inspire people and open their eyes to the possibilities of this industry. I was able, um, about uh, six, seven years ago, I wrote on my vision board that I wanted to go to Bali, Indonesia. Um, and Bali was something, uh, it was just my dream. Like I would wake up literally every day, like I have to figure out a way to get to this place. And I was able to go to Bali, Indonesia for the first time ever on a retreat with my first clients. Um, paid for, was over there for seven days. It was an absolute dream with my client. And of course I was able to go because I was her VA. And that experience is just something I would just never forget. And it can happen. Like it, when you connect with the right people, when you are, are intentional about your dreams and you know you go after them and it may sound cliche, but it's really that simple. You can make whatever you are dreaming of a reality. Be intentional about your dreams, sis. Yes, intentional. Be intentional, and you can make happen whatever you want. Besides yes. the limit. Thank you, All right. So, a word from our sponsors. Is that where we're at? Yes. We are. Okay. <laughs> so, number one, just uh, Janet. I'm about to say, really? <laughs> oh. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. This is me, KSS Solutions. We provide customer service, email management, event planning, logistics, face group, personal liaison. I'm a podcast coordinator, scheduling, social media management. Come on, join the journey. We are here to meet the demands and give you resolutions to your entrepreneurial career. So contact Janet today, info at KSSS. <laughs> Or I'm sorry, info at kssolutions.net. Or yes. you can call her at 404-403-0969. Why is 69 at the end of your number? Never mind. <laughs> Never mind. Now, this is not that type of show. Yes, All right. You can't die with a wedding. Okay. We had our speaker spotlight today with Mr. Sensa Paris. We totally, totally enjoyed it. We hope that you will come and hear her speak about those three mindset shifts that you need to make at our conference, which will be hosted online virtually June the 5th, 2021. And you can get tickets at VAWorldConference.com. Come on. It's your mindset. One more game. Okay. Events is hosting a vendor pop-up shop. It is for spring break. It's a virtual shopping event. It will be hosted Saturday, April the 10th, 2021 from 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are here to make your next event full of wow. So book us for those things and we would love to help you. Nice. And I will make sure and that- if you all did not know, what is March? March is Women's History Month. So for each Tuesday in uh, March, we were providing you a bit of woman's history. Today, we would like to focus on Ray Montage, the groundbreaking engineer and ship designer smashed both gender and racial barriers to revolutionize naval ships, naval ship design and become the US Navy's first, yes, the US Navy's first female program manager of ships. You know, the things out in the water that afloat. Yes, that's what she did. While Montage was the first person to ever design a ship on a computer, her contributions were little known until Margaret Lee Shetley's book in Hidden Figures, which the story of the African-American female mathematicians at NASA generated a new interest in other little known women who made remarkable contributions generate contributions with their technical prowess. Montage, who died in late 2018 and whose story has been told in the new picture book, 
The Girl with the Mind for Math. That's The Girl with the Mind for Math, always credited her mother's instinct on education for giving her a push she needed to reach her dreams. You have these three strikes against you. She remembered her saying, you're female, you're black, and you'll have a Southern segregated school education, but you can be or do anything you want, provided you're educated. Take that away in your woman's history moment. Love it. Love Fantastic. It. Thank you, Janet. Well, that's it. That's today. it. We look yes. forward to seeing Jacinta's speech. Yes. One last thing I want to say is yeah. purchase my ebook for anybody that's watching that again is just getting started out, does may not have the, the budget for you know mentoring, coaching, you know, really high-end course. My book is so is packed with so much knowledge and information um, that will really help you from A to Z um, get started. So purchase the ebook, purchase the back-end business bundle. If you feel like you don't have certain systems in place, if you don't have a welcome packet, if you don't have a, a contract, there are so many goodies um, in both of those digital products that can really help you uh, kickstart your dreams this year. So the link is in the comments. Thank you. Thank you, Jacinta. Yes, Thank you, guys. Awesome. You are all too. So don't forget, guys, to like, comment, and subscribe. Subscribe on YouTube. And make sure you check out these links. I have been privy to uh, been able to read the, the ebook. And if, and if you're, I don't care if you're a new VA or you're old VA, it don't matter. You all, you'll grab, a, you'll get a nugget. You'll get something because um, Jacinta is a wealth of knowledge. And not only has she been doing this for a minute, y'all, she's actually successful, like successful. Mm -hmm. Um, she she she's a peaceful continence because she knows what she's doing and she's making the money, which is an important component of success. You know, it, it really is. So you can For make sure. this um, to, to so this can be you're, you're not just your gig, but your actual, uh, you know, main for source of income where you don't right. you don't have to have a job. You don't you don't have to you don't have to have a job if you don't want to. Please know exactly. that. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yes. So thank you all. God bless. Anything else, ladies? Y'all done? We done. No. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll see y'all next week. Right. Next Tuesday, okay. 4 o'clock p.m. Okay.